0: You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Humility and glory is the title of this devotion. And this week, many of the devotions will have a reference to humility. I would want to encourage all of you to go online. I have a YouTube membership so that I can listen to the book's that I can listen to on YouTube without getting interruptions from commercials. and cost me, I think, three pounds a month or so, so it's no big deal. But otherwise, you get commercials to interrupt. And so I, on YouTube, just go to Humility, um, The Glory of Holiness by Andrew Murray. 12 little chapter, Humility, The Glory of Holiness by Andrew Murray. 12 little chapters. I want to encourage you, go online and maybe you use just the internet. You could go on the internet. If you can't find it, go to LibriVox.com, L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X.com, LibriVox.com, and you can download hundreds and hundreds of books all for free. It will cost you nothing and go to humility the glory of holiness by andrew murray andrew murray wrote some 242 books oh there are they're all classics they're all phenomenal i I tell you i listen mostly i listen because i don't i can't always sit down and read because of traveling and everything else but i listen to it all the time And it feeds me next to nothing. It's just so heavenly. Besides the Bible, Andrew Murray would be kind of my thing. Anyway, humility and glory is the title of this devotion. I want to start here in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. And then it says in verse seven and eight, where God is speaking, my servant Moses, he is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, and he sees the form of the Lord. So the intimacy that Moses was living in, folks, is no small thing. And actually God here is showing his jealousy for Moses saying, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses when he has that kind of an intimacy with me? I really do believe If you ever want to gain respect in the sight of men in a godly way and not demanding their submission to you, which is ungodly, but if you want to gain respect in a godly way, let them see your relationship with God. Let them see your intimacy with Him by how His life is reflected in you. Jesus said in John 14, verse 7, If you have seen me, you have seen my Father. Jesus said then again in John chapter 8, verse 15, verse 54, really, He says, I am not in search of my own glory. It is God who seeks to share His glory with me. He wants me to reflect or manifest His glory. So the spirit of humility... In Jesus, you could see allowed God to be glorified in Him and through Him, and here the same in Moses. Moses, again, it says, was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth, and how that you did that humility show itself in that Moses was faithful in all of God's house. You see, we can say we're humble, but not keep our hand to the plow, not keep our life committed to what's been entrusted to us. And I know that over the 34 years that Virginia and I have had the privilege to be the pastors here at Life Church, the great high honor that we have only by God's grace, folks, and not by our own achievement, it hasn't always been easy and the devil has pushed with all of his might to get us to stop and quit and give up and say forget it and, and you name it. It's, it's it, you know, we've gone through it. <laughs> but as we kept bowing before the Lord and kept humbling our heart, this grace came. To remain faithful. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit we read about in Galatians 5.22 is faithfulness. Faithfulness is actually the word mercy or chesed in the Hebrew. And it means his steadfast love. That is faithfulness, steadfast, unchanging love. And Moses was a man who embodied that faithfulness of God where he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He embraced that. That was the demonstration of his humility, of his submission to God, of his surrender, of his reliance, the trust, dependence on God. That all is faithfulness. That is humility. Humility without faithfulness is not humility. If there is humility there, then you are faithful and you stay in position even if nobody loves you, nobody likes you. Because right here in this scenario, in Numbers chapter 12 here, Moses was challenged by the ones standing next to him. To the uttermost by his own older brother and older sister. He was the youngest of the three. However, God had given the leadership to him. And the leadership was not based on his position, but on his relationship. His position only was there because of his relationship with God, that he was humble, faithful, submitted to God. And the glory of his leadership was that God spoke to him face to face, that he had intimacy with God. If you ever want to see real glory, you will never know what it's like until you've been in that intimacy with the loving Heavenly Father and He opens His bosom to you, and He grants you to partake. His bosom means His intimate presence. And He grants you to partake of the riches of His love, the riches of His divine nature, the riches of His mercy and goodness. And you weep, not because you feel bad, but because you're so grateful. You're like a little bitty child in the bosom of the Father. I'd say, Papa, 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 you are my life. You are my life. You are my life. I have nothing beside you. I am nothing besides you. Like David said in Psalm 16, verse 2, my goodness apart from you does not exist. I have no goodness apart from you. You are good, and your goodness is my goodness. Oh, how I love that verse. I, 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 know, I know I'm not quoting it perfectly right, so I've got to read it to you. Oh, my, oh my soul, you have said to the Lord. You are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Wow. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Or as the New English translation will say you are my Lord. All the good things I have come from you. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Oh my goodness. Dear friends, I'm so grateful you joined me in these devotions, truly, truly. And how often I think, oh, I wish I could share these devotions with more precious people. So if you have an idea of who to pass it on to, you then pass it on these devotions so that more people can enjoy them. And believe with me that we will see more precious people begin to enjoy this. How I love having this time with you and how real it is to me when I sit here and share these graces that the Heavenly Father lays upon my heart to share with you. But you see, humility without faithfulness is not humility. And in that faithfulness, you begin to discover the true glory of God. Go with me to Exodus 33, please, verse 11. 33 verse 11 of Exodus. And the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man did not depart from the tabernacle. You see, Moses, and that really came to me this morning. Moses, when when there was... The people were behaving so contrary to God's nature and God's wrath against their nature was so strong. He said, listen, I am am not going to live the way you are. I'm not going to have these idols. I'm not going to have this way of talking and thinking. And he took his tent and he set it up a little bit further away from their tent. And that tent became, his tent, his house became the tabernacle of the Lord. That's the first tabernacle of the Lord, Moses' tent. You, you read it in the Exodus here. And and he would go home. And when he would go home, the people would all stand there looking because they saw the cloud of God upon Moses' house. They saw the fire by night on Moses' house. I personally so long for my house to be the house of God. And I'm not, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying, hey, I, I, I think my home at home is... It's the church. Of course, I'm part of the church, but my goodness, do I believe in the congregation? Do I believe in coming together as believers to sing together, to worship, to hear the word together as we see throughout scriptures that that's God's way of, of drawing us all together from every household into one body and where we're one people and one community, the church, the congregation, ought to be the center of the community. It is, it's in the Bible called the desire of all nations god's house and that is the way god builds but here moses house was was a house of god and i think me and my house we want to serve the lord amen and i really choose that i choose it, and i know every man every woman of the house has to make their choices whom they dedicate their house to but i i like to say i dedicate my home to the lord I dedicate Virginia and I, when our grandchildren come to visit or our children and we have something to eat, I pray before we eat full stop. I'm going to pray. If they don't do it in their home, that's their choice. But I do it in my home. And, and you have to decide what you dedicate your house to. But my encouragement is that do like Moses who dedicated his house to the Lord. And he there spoke face to face to the Lord. And then verse 12 of Exodus 33. Moses said to the Lord, see, you have said to me, bring up this people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. And you also have found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that you then that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. I got to read that one part again. Verse 13. Now, therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. I really would encourage you to study it and pack it apart. Take it and really study that scripture. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate your people and I from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken for. You have found grace in my sight and I know you by name. And then he said to him, please show me your glory. Show me your glory. I want you to see the sequence here. Moses comes into a real intimacy with God. He comes into real oneness with God, where he speaks to him face to face. In other words, the invisible God becomes visible in his face. If you ever want to see God, look in the mirror and see him in yourself, because that's where God has chosen to dwell. He has made our body the temple of his spirit. And here Moses is seeing God in his own face. And he's saying, oh, Father, I want to know your way. I want to know your way. You have brought me into this grace where I have peace with you and I have wonderful access to you. I want to know your ways, Lord. I want to live your ways and you could see the progression. And then the Lord says, yes, I will give you rest. That is part of finding God's way, coming into his rest. And, and Hebrews talks about this in Chapter 3 of Hebrews and Chapter 4. And then he says, Oh Lord, if you don't go with us, how will anybody know we have found grace in your sight? And the Lord says, I will go with you. And, and, and Lord, consider these people your people. I will go with you. I, you know, you could see God is so eager. To respond to the humility when it begins to express itself in our passion, in our desire, in our attitudes, in our ways. And then he gets into such a place. What else is there left if the Lord is with us? Show me your glory. And what did God show him? In chapter 34, verse 5. Excuse me chapter 34 verse 5 the Lord descended and stood there with Moses and proclaimed the name of the Lord and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord the Lord God merciful and gracious longsuffering abounding in goodness and truth keeping mercy and so forth what was it he heard the Lord express himself. They were there in one, in his presence. And this is the glory. The Lord, the Lord, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. Five aspects of the divine nature of God we see here. And how amazing a revelation the Heavenly Father gave to Moses. That word mercy is fatherly compassion, right? Grace, fatherly enabling. Long suffering, fatherly power to hold back judgment, to hold back the wrath against wrong behavior. Yes? Goodness, leading us into what is a right behavior, into the truth of what is right and good. God is right and good. He is truth. And here he has this revelation. And what is so powerful about this revelation of God's glory is that the Lord shows here what he teaches in Romans chapter nine, where he says to Moses, nobody will walk in righteousness with me because they run or because they will, but because I show mercy. I know this is such an interesting lesson to learn in the Christian life that Paul teaches about in Romans. You see, you have people that they give all their effort. Does God want you to give all your effort? Yes, but it's not all your effort that will make it happen. What will make it happen? His mercy, His grace, His long abounding goodness and truth. I am what I am in simple terms, as Paul would say in 1 Corinthians fifteen ten. I am what I am, but the grace of God. You see, in Romans 3, verse 25, I think it is, 23 or 25, there's none righteous, no, not one. We've all fallen short of the glory of God to embody that image of God, we've all failed. Everybody is become visible for who they are after their natural nature. And yet, God, through what He has achieved in His mercy and grace, long-sufferance, abounding goodness and truth, has now made the way through Jesus Christ for all to share His glory. And the humility that embraces that glory is sweeter than Anything you can find in this world, there is absolutely no entertainment, no riches, no delight that the world has to offer the flesh that is so glorious and precious as the humility you receive through Jesus that enjoys the glory of the Father. Now, this is what the Lord's calling you and me to. Amen. Have a good day.